is the sleeping giant that is the Minnesota Vikings finally awake? Can the Seattle defense stop Dalvin Cook? Can Minnesota slow down the Seattle offense and Russell Wilson? And what is the real deal Holyfield with uh, Ryan Neal? What's going on, 12s? This is Robert English, your SoCal Seahawk, and thank you for joining me on this week five edition of Short Yardage. And happy Blue Friday to you all. Um, we've got what apparently is supposed to be a big game coming up this Sunday night, um, at the clink, um, prime time where we always shine. We have the Minnesota Vikings coming to Seattle to do battle with our beloved Seahawks. And, um, you know, I have, I have changed my my, you know, my, my feeling on this game. Uh, I've changed my feeling on this game as I have done more, you know, diving into the details. Um, you know, this is, uh, you know, this has widely been thought of as maybe Seattle's first real test. Um, that's kind of the narrative that I'm, that I'm hearing, but, um, you know, when you sit there and you think about it, it, I mean, it's not really our our first real test, you know. I mean, we've had a few real tests already. We had a test in week one with that uh, Atlanta offense. You know, that, that was a test, right? Um, but we won that game, so we write it off. You know, we had a test against Cam Newton and the New England Patriots. That was a test. You know, the defensive player of the year, up against our second year man, you know, um that that was a that was a test. Stopping Cam Newton in that new look New England offense, that was a test. But we won that game, so we write it off. Right? We blow it off. You know, um going up against the Dallas Cowboys, that was a test. Ezekiel Elliott is arguably one of the best if not the best running back in football, I mean, you know, there, there's plenty. Of, there's plenty of cowboy fans that will tell you that he is. Um, Dak Prescott, very good quarterback. Dallas is, is gonna be a contender in the in the NFC. That was a test, but we won that game, so we write it off. The Miami game. Um, you know, there was, there's those people who saw it as a trap game, you know, going to the East coast, the, the longest possible trip in the NFL from, from Seattle to Miami. Um, it is the farthest that the furthest distance that can be traveled, um, by any, uh, by any team in the NFL for a game. Um, and, uh, East coast game, 10 AM kickoff time, things that, you know, historically haven't been so great for Seattle. That was a test, but we won. So we write it off. Now we have Sunday night, uh, the Minnesota Vikings, uh, coming into town with Kirk cousins, who is supposedly supposed to scare us Dalvin cook 
who should probably scare us in a, in a, in, you know, in, in a normal world. Um, you know, uh, but this Minnesota Vikings team granted, and this is me understand, you know, we understand that Minnesota has only won one game, but Minnesota is apparently being granted some sort of, uh, reprieve here they're being they're being given uh three mulligans i was gonna say given a mulligan but they've been given three mulligans for their three losses uh assuming that they were just getting out of their um beginning of the season rut um they weren't quite ready to do what they're you know what they're obviously uh capable of doing uh so they're going to come into this game you know one in three and looking to you know continue to write their ship because they 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 apparently did that um on Sunday against the Houston Texans right that's what i think is the narrative for this game so are the vikings awake have they woken up um you may have, if you caught the Seattle Sports Union podcast, uh, make sure you check it out. Seattle Sports Union. Check us out on the web, uh, seattlesportsunion.com, um, at Seattle Sports U on Twitter. Um, everything Seattle sports, from the Mariners to the Mist, and of course, our Seattle Seahawks. Check out myself, Abraham DeWeese, the rest of the team for our unlicensed professional um, opinion about the Seattle Seahawks. Um but on the po- on the SSU podcast, we kind of all unanimously agreed that this game was a game for us to be scared of. Um we unanimously agreed that the Minnesota Vikings have have, you know, awakened and um they're going to be the Vikings that we, you know, expected them to be. But go back and watch the game against Houston. Uh, that game left very much to be desired um, from the Minnesota Vikings team, both offensively and defensively. Uh, I mean, Houston is easily, certainly four games into the season. If you just look at it, Houston is easily considered one of the worst teams in football right now. They, they maybe they weren't supposed to be, but the way that it the way that it's you know come about at this point, Houston is easily one of the worst teams in football. They and 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 uh, Minnesota let Houston hang around for the entire game. For the entire game. Kirk Cousins went out there against Houston. uh, Was 16 for 22. 260 yards. And a touchdown. Uh, He had a passer rating of 127.1. Those aren't bad numbers. Those aren't bad numbers. Um, But. So first of all. Houston. No team has been thrown on less. Than Houston. Houston's pass defense actually their 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 rankings their numbers actually bear out to make them look like they're not so bad against the pass but the reality of it is um no one's throwing on them 
why is no one throwing on them? Because they have the worst run defense in football. They have they they are they have um what are they they they're they're the bottom third of the league in points and yards uh de- uh defense from the defensive side their 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 defense is in the bottom third of the league in scoring and in yards they've been outscored an average of 11 points a game the, the, this team should be getting blown out by a team that's supposed to be so good like the Minnesota Vikings so Kirk Cousins went out there and uh you know had an efficient day um against a defense that just simply isn't any good you know the, the, they they are giving up so much on the run that the pass is going to be open. It's going to be open, and then and then you know even with that, you segue into Dalvin Cook's performance. Now, mind you, let, let let's let before we go into Dalvin Cook, let's take a look at Kirk Cousins on the year. Sixty-two for a hundred, six touchdowns, six interceptions. So for every for every TD he's thrown, he's thrown a pick. 220 yards a game. His passer rating right now sitting at 85.5. He's been sacked 10 times. Um, I'll take any quarterback pushing those kind of numbers on the season uh, against our Seahawks defense, our Seahawks secondary, um, which we know, you know, hasn't been great so far. But we know why. But you know, if you just go with the numbers, it hasn't been great so far. So I think we stand to possibly make Kirk Cousins have a bad day, assuming we can get some sort of pass rush. But let me go ahead and jump over. Uh, Dalvin Cook. Now, Dalvin Cook's having a pretty decent season, you know, on the whole. Uh, 75 rushes, 424 yards, six touchdowns. He's rushing for almost six yards a carry you can't you know you can't get mad about that 100 yards a game right um their attack has been balanced uh he's getting almost 20 yards a carry uh excuse me almost 20 carries a game excuse me um but if you look at what he's done and who he's done it against tennessee is down in the basement Versus the run. Right? Houston is down in the basement versus the run. The team, they played against Indy. Indy has a, I think Indy's like in the top five versus the run. And Dalvin Cook, um, I think he only ran for, what did he run for against Indy? I think he had like something 60s, in the 60s, I believe. The teams he's played against that actually had decent uh, run defenses that these defenses he didn't he didn't perform all that well he's ran all over some teams with some bad run defenses Seattle is holding uh, opposing running backs to I think around three and a half yards a carry certainly under four so why do we think that Dalvin Cook is, is going to be able to do anything against us that um, that Ezekiel Elliott wasn't able to do right I'm not scared of this game anymore. I was scared. Um, but but I, I have reevaluated the situation. 
And uh, and and yeah, I'm I'm just not so scared. They let the Houston Texans hang around for the whole game in the um in the in the third quarter, late in the third quarter. Houston went down, got a first and goal, down four. Now Houston failed to get the ball in the end zone and kicked the field goal, brought him within one. Uh, with five, just under six minutes left in the game, Houston was down eight points and driving. And that game ended on a did he catch it, did he not catch it play. I think it was under two minutes left in the game. Deshaun Watson hit Will Fuller, I believe it was, in the in the corner of the end zone. He caught the ball, went to the ground. When it hit the ground, it shifted a little bit. The refs called it incomplete. And that's the game. But that was that was the, the, going for the tying score. They were down eight. They need they needed that touchdown and a two point conversion. But they were there. The Vikings didn't put away the worst, arguably one of the worst, if not the worst team in football. Took them down to the wire, and we're supposed to be scared of Minnesota. I'm not buying that. I'm not buying that at all. So can the Seahawks defense stop Dalvin Cook? I'm gonna go ahead and say yes. I mean, Seattle has it, Seattle has yet to allow an opposing running back, you know, impose their will um, on us yet this season. It just hasn't happened. Um, so if you go ahead and consider what we've done so far to players like Ezekiel Elliott, um, and the way that our offense is playing, jumping out and scoring early, um, you know, taking the running game out of it for the, for the opposing team, you know, uh, you know, sometimes they say the best defense is a good offense. I think that's what the Seahawks have kind of been doing this season, getting out there and scoring. If you make the you make the other team one dimensional, it's much easier to play defense. I think we stand to hold uh, Dalvin Cook down quite well. That Houston defense had nothing for Dalvin Cook. He ran all over him. He ran all over him because they had nothing for him, and they played from behind most of the game. So he's going to get those carries. Now, can the Minnesota defense stop Seattle? I think it's a much better question than can Seattle stop Dalvin Cook, right? Because Minnesota's one and three. They're the question mark here. Why are we, why is the narrative that the, uh, you know, can the Seahawks do what they've been doing all season long, which is stop, you know, stop the run. We've been doing that four weeks in now. Why are we questioning whether that's possible? What we should be questioning is whether or not that Minnesota defense can stop what looks to be the most prolific offense in football right now, uh, Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. Because coming into this game being one and three, it would seem they haven't stopped much. It would seem they haven't stopped much. Vikings defense, um, bottom third of the league in uh, points and yards. I believe they are uh, 26th in scoring defense um, and 29th in yards. Uh, they are 
uh, 29th against the pass and 24th against the run. All that bodes well for Russell Wilson and these and these uh, pedestrian receivers we have, right? They still say think we're pedestrian. Uh, versus Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers went out there and threw for 364 yards, four touchdowns, uh, and a hundred and a passer rating of 127.5. And we oftentimes, you know, compare uh, a Rod to Mr. Russell Wilson, don't we? So I'm liking those numbers. Devontae Adams, 14 catches for 156 yards and two touchdowns. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, um, four catches, 96 yards and a touchdown. And Valdez-Scantling is not a superman at wide receiver, okay? He even had nearly 100 yards and a touch. Versus Tennessee, Ryan Tannehill threw for 321 yards. Derrick Henry ran for 119 yards on 26 carries and two touchdowns. And they had the receiver, um, uh, what's his name, Raymond. He had three catches for nearly 120 yards. Houston, 300 yards passing, two touchdowns. Will Fuller had six for 108 and a touchdown. Should have had two touchdowns. The one at the end of the game should have counted, but, um, well, maybe it shouldn't have counted. I don't know if it should have counted or not. What we do know is with all of the changing around and what they've done with the rules on what is a catch and what isn't a catch, making it more absolute, um, all all they've done is made it worse. (laughs) They still have no idea what a catcher is or is not. But um, I digress. The Minnesota Vikings defense is not good. We should be asking, should are, are they going to be able to stop Seattle? Not the other way around. I want to know what is the real deal with Ryan Neal. Um, I said in my last podcast, you know, that we should be wary of, of, you know, putting too much stock in this guy. And I was, and I'm, I, you know, after listening to my podcast, make the, uh, I was likening him to, um, Richard Sherman, um, and using terms like, you know, Island and, and, and lockdown and, and things like that. Um, kind of forgetting about the fact that Neil is actually playing safety. So those those um, you know uh, comparisons I was I was making were a little bit um, inaccurate, if you will. But the case remains: uh, Ryan Neal is he real? I, I keep making rhymes with this guy's name. It's amazing. Is Ryan Neal is he just looking the part, or can he really act it? Now he has two picks in two games and. We shan't, right? We shan't um, hang too much on that because they were both gimmies. They were both gimmies. The one at the end of the game, Dak Prescott just chucked into the end zone. Ryan Neal's there. Um, and, uh, and the one against Miami, the ball got tipped up in the air. He just happened to be right there. Now, being um, you know, opportunistic is a good thing, but it's not like he jumped a route. 
Okay, he didn't read something and make the, you know, make the uh, intelligent play or the timely play or whatever you want to call it. Um, they came to him. Now, what he does seem to do is tackle and hit hard. Um, and I would like to see if that continues. Um, it appears that he's been getting some mentoring from one Cam Chancellor, um, who I imagine you all recognize that name. Um he played for the Seahawks one time and he was pretty good. So if Ryan Neal is getting, um, you know, getting the old, uh, you know, getting a leg up from from Cam Chancellor, he might stand to do some great things in uh, Jamal Adams' absence. Um, but I kind of expect him to be tested. Right. They've given this guy a lot of uh, a lot of notoriety over the last week. He was on he was on NFL Network, I believe, or maybe it was ESPN. He was on one of those uh, networks interviewing him and talking about you know his his uh, his come up through the league and how he almost quit and you know got his shot and it's a real feel good story right now. His uh, his uh, pro football focus grade is really good. Um, in the two games he's played, he's graded better than our than our what's supposed to be our best uh, defensive backs. So um, you know, there's a lot, there's a there's a whole lot of um, you know sunshine around this guy right now. But when at the end of the day, he's still unproven. He's still unproven. So I'm I am actually expecting uh, Minnesota to probably try and test um, our our safety. Uh, our safety work in this game um, because they're going to think they're, they're, they're going, they're going to test this guy. He's, he's new. Okay. He's new regardless of what he's done in the last two weeks, they're going to test him. And I think we'll get a chance to see whether or not he really can um, play this position. Is there a reason why he's been cut from every team he's ever played on or he's ever been signed to or, or tried to get on or whatever the case may be. Is there a reason for that? Or, is he the next, um, you know, the next, uh, you know, I'll, I'll say, you know, one of these Seahawk defenders, you know, he's the next, you know, Sherman who, you know, was riding the bench, you know, you know, Cam Chancellor, you know, whatever, you know, like these guys that were passed on and nearly forgotten until they were just given an opportunity and then they shined. Um, let's see. Let's see if he can do it. But I'm I'm saying if you are Ryan Neal, you better be ready. Because if he if he's gonna if he bites on a double move or or he bites on a play action or you know, you know, whatever, bites on a on a route concept, you know, we'll 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 find out if he really is ready. And he might make a mistake. He probably will make a mistake, and we should expect that as well, you know. But if he gets it, it, making a mistake is one thing, but getting worked over is a whole nother. <laughs> The whole nother animal. So yeah, I'm not um, I'm not scared of this Minnesota Viking team uh, in, in the way that I was, you know, 48 hours ago when I was thinking about it. I was thinking this was going to be um, this was definitely going to be a, uh, a, a a huge task for us. And um, in the fifth game of the season. As long as the Seahawks don't find a way to get in their own way, um, 
this might be the best game of the season. This might be the game where we blow a team out. Because if you look at the numbers, the only thing that we have going against us is the same thing we've had going against us the entire season. And that's the, um, you know, what will going by the numbers, the bad secondary play. But all of us intelligent people know that it's really because we're not getting a pass rush. And that is going to be the key. Kirk Cousins is a good enough quarterback that if you give you give him time in the pocket, he can and probably will hurt you. So we have to figure out a way to either get to Kirk Cousins or get on the scoreboard early and often. One or the other, because we cannot have Kirk Cousins with time in the pocket and, you know, playing from either close or, you know, heaven forbid, with a lead and then having to deal with Dalvin Cook. That that can't happen. So if we can't get to, if we cannot get to Kirk Cousins, which it's safe to assume that we won't, um, we've got to score. We've got to get down there and score and score and score. We, we need to score 21 points in the first half. Definitely. We need to score 21 points in the first half. Um, and I think the defense can do what they've been doing again, playing uh, strong at the ends of the field. The middle, giving up yards between the 20s, that's that's not not a bad thing. If you do what you did against Miami, giving up only field goals for nearly the entire game, you know, that's okay. It does At that point, it doesn't matter how many yards the other team gains as long as they don't gain points. So we'll see. Um, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go out on a whim here as I already have saying that, you know, this game could be a blowout. Um, I'm going to say Seattle wins this game, continuing their ways of scoring 30 plus points. Um, I'm going to say 34-16 Seattle wins this game uh, running away. 34-16. Minnesota never had a shot in this game. And 5-0 going into the break. Uh, Seattle solidifies themselves as possibly the best team in football. Uh, there's going to be the naysayers still about the defense because uh, Kirk Cousins is probably going to throw for between 280 and 320 yards. And maybe one touchdown and uh, two interceptions. So between 280 and 320 uh, yards passing for uh, for Kirk Cousins. One touchdown, two picks. Um, Seattle wins 34-16. You heard it here first. And when I'm right, everybody just, you know, comment and, you know, tell me that I'm a genius. <laughs> this is Robert Ing. Oh, before I go, before I go, uh, just FYI, anyone who is... Um, following in any of the groups or if you comment below um, on whatever um, whatever uh, application you're listening on, whether it's on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, Podbean, wherever you can comment um, or check me out on Facebook um, or on the Seattle Sports Union, um, uh, Facebook or Twitter or website. Uh, please comment. I'd like to get you on the show as, uh, as 12s, as fans. I'd like to have you on and and get your opinion, and uh, we can talk about what you want to talk about about the Seahawks. Complain like everybody's doing. 
Um, you know, we can talk anything from roster moves to play calls to, you know, to whatever you like. Um, love to get you on. Get involved. This is Robert English, your SoCal Seahawk, and I am signing off. Go Hawks.